Hey, welcome. Seven minutes after the hour. Sad state of affairs when the number one job in America with the best career opportunities paying in excess of $100,000 a year is dealing with taxes. Yeah. Taxes. Uh, There's a job out there that gives you a six-figure income um, as unemployment hovers at, at a 49-year low, there are more professions to choose from that will give people the one thing that gets them out of bed in the morning, a meaningful job, the possibility of advancement, uh, access to career momentum opportunities in the workplace, one of the strongest predictions of employee satisfaction based on millions of reviews left on Glassdoor, in addition to cultural and, val- uh, uh, and values and quality senior leadership, according to a study released Wednesday. Tax managers, tax managers have the strongest career opportunity rating, according to employees in the position. Median median base salary, $112,000 a year, and 4,800 job openings on Glassdoor as of July 5th. With the infiltration of technology into financial services, there's a renewed emphasis for tax managers to build closer client relationships. So, if you want a good job, deal deal with taxes. And frankly, that's horrible. That's time and money wasted because of the government's overly complex, multiple thousands of pages long tax code. You wonder why I like the fair tax? That's a reason. You cannot tax income without having an incredibly complex set of rules. There is so much to consider. Do you tax a gift from a mother to a son of a certain amount of money? Or what if it's an aunt to a nephew? Is that a different amount of tax burden? Uh, what if I want to loan a friend of mine money, but I don't want to charge him interest? Do I get taxed on the interest I didn't collect? Uh, you know, it, it gets incredibly complicated. And it's because you're taxing productivity. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. We're talking about health. And uh, I've got another health story here. But first, I want to tell you about a guy who robbed a bank and why he robbed it <laughs> and the sad outcome this is over in Kansas guy robbed a bank last September um, he walked into the bank Kansas City demanded cash warning that he had a gun he took the money that's uh, just shy of $3,000 and then went to the lobby of the bank and sat down where he told a guard that he was the, quote, guy he was looking for. Officers arrived quickly. An FBI agent wrote the affidavit that uh, this guy had uh, earlier been arguing with his wife. He told investigators he wrote the note in front of his wife, telling her he'd rather be at in jail than at home. So, so here's a guy so unhappy... <laughs> with <laughs> being at home with his wife. Then he goes out and robs a bank and then sits peacefully down in the lobby waiting for the police to arrest him because he'd rather be in jail 
than to be home with his wife. <laughs> but that isn't the best of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it gets much better. Uh, they found him guilty. <clears throat> they found him guilty, and they sentenced him to home arrest. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Oh, 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 geez. Well, I mean, you know, some days the bear eats you. Oh, God. It sentenced him to home arrest. <laughs> he wanted to go to prison, damn it. What a case that must have been to hear. Oh. <laughs> what? Home arrest? I would, I would have like spewed a stream of expletives at the judge in hopes that he would change yeah. his mind. Contempt of court. Throw <laughs> me in jail, please. <laughs> I don't want to go. Not fair. That's why I robbed the bank in the first place. Oh Lord! All right, uh, we're talking about health. We talked about diet, gluten free, etc. Story in the New York Post: When it comes to protecting yourself from cancer, don't take the government's word. Listen to the experts. The biggest cancer killer isn't smoking or chemical in the environment or even an inherited gene. It's the failure to screen patients at high risk for disease. And curing cancer is about detecting it as early as you can while it's still treatable. Now, here's where it gets fun. Blame a small, unelected national board that doesn't include a single specialist who actually treats cancer patients. Thanks to the Affordable Care Act, this board has the power to dictate what cancer tests insurance must cover and to influence your doctor. The board, with the misleading name U.S. Preventative Services Task Force, isn't preventing cancer deaths or doing the opposite. Instead, they're doing the opposite by discouraging screening. President Trump promises if he's reelected, he's going to make a huge, uh, he's going to make a lot of progress against cancer. His first step ought to be to make sure that oncologists, radiologists, and surgeons who treat cancer patients are added to the task force. But I have an even better idea. Get rid of the task force. Get rid of Obamacare. Get rid of the government's involvement in health care at any level. And let my doctor or doctors treat me. No, you can't do that. I'm sorry. Why because, not, Brian? Well, because you're too stupid. Oh, I see. And my doctor? Yeah, Is what he about too it? stupid, too? Oh, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that's, that's the implication here. You know, health care is about treating... A problem that that you may have, uh, you break a leg, you catch a, a disease, something like that. You go, you. That's what healthcare is for. Healthcare, at least as far as insurance is concerned, that's what it's for. It's to treat the disease. It's it's not uh, so that you can um, uh, get a mam uh, mammogram or screen for lung cancer, any of those things. Those things you should be able to do on your own, and they'd be pretty inexpensive if it weren't for the government's involvement. They'd be really cheap. But you have to go through the Food and Drug Administration to get the equipment approved, and you got to go through excessive testing. It's just a pain in the arse. 
and that's killing us. We have a traffic update. Yeah, uh, with all the college move-ins, uh, the little bit of congestion at Mizzou, including College Avenue between Stadium and Rollins, so expect delays. Thanks, Brad. Um, you, no, no, you, 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 I'm not Brad. No, I'm thanking him for the update. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, you're looking at me and saying, thanks, Brad. Oh, I thought, sorry, well, no. Clearly you have a problem. Well, clearly you do. I do, yeah. But nothing that... to do with any of this. So the government's involvement in health care is killing people. It's You know, these tests would be incredibly economical. They'd be so cheap. You know, if you, if you look at uh, what it costs to treat your, your pet, you get a lot of the same scans that you could do uh, on your pet that are out-of-pocket affordable that cost thousands of dollars through your insurance company, and it's because the government's regulating it. Get the government out of it. Holy Toledo. Uh, no, I'm going to find out about that just a little bit later. Okay, let me do this very quickly because I'm, I'm running out of hour. And I want to remind you that on August 23rd, we here at the Eagle and all of the Zimmer stations, we're going to have a fundraiser. It's the Central Missouri Honor Flight Radiothon. We do this every year. And we do this so that we can send uh, World War II, Korea, and Vietnam vets to Washington to visit, uh, let them visit the memorials that were built on the sacrifices they made. We can't do this alone. Uh, the equipment is pretty expensive to operate, and uh, we need help, and we get help. We get help from the folks at Veterans United Home Loans uh, because they are the, the quintessential team uh, partner in this. So from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., we'll be taking your donations with the help of the Central Missouri, for the uh, Central Missouri Honor Flight. And there is, uh, if you go to our webpage, 939theeagle.com, click on the uh, Honor Flight banner. It will take you to a link where you can make a donation right now, online. And uh, Steve's Pest Control will match it. So many thanks to all of our friends that are helping, like Downtown Appliance, which, by the way, is where I got my appliances, and I thought they treated me very well, much better than going to a big box store. Graf and Sons, you know how I feel about them. They're absolutely great. Osage Ambulance, Service Master uh, of Columbia, the Master of Disaster. Without their help, this wouldn't be possible. So let's get those veterans out there and, and honor their sacrifices. You're listening to The Gary Nolan Show, and this is the Zimmer Radio Network. <laughs> I'm sorry that I came back laughing. It's 22 minutes after the hour. Listen to this. Six morbidly, six morbidly obese people have agreed to take part in a clinical trial of a, <laughs> of a brain chip that's... That zaps them when they think of food. <laughs> oh boy! I'd walk down the street. Ow! 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 <laughs> I looked like I was having a spaz attack. Oh! Oh! The chip, the chip known as the response. Can you imagine if they did that to men every time they thought of sex? Yes. It would be it would be electrocuted. <laughs> Oh. The chip known as a responsive neurostimulation system 
was originally developed by a medical technology company to treat people with epilepsy. Once implanted in the brain, it records brain activity continuously and delivers mild electrical shock when it detects specific patterns of activity that signals the onset of a seizure. The shock is designed to stop the seizure before it begins. A recent research study on the proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences demonstrates that the same technique could be used to suppress binge eating behavior in mice. Now, scientists over at Stanford University want to find out if it could also work on humans who suffer from what's known as loss of control eating. The clinical trial, which will take place over five years, will see six participants have the RNS chip implanted in their brains for at least 18 months at a time. The chip will monitor brain activity for six months before turning on the stimulation in an attempt to identify a pattern of activity that signals the start of food of a food binge. The goal is to first determine if the procedure is feasible and safe and then hopefully effective. The scientists <laughs> stress the procedure is not intended for people who are just trying to lose a little bit of weight. But I mean, can you, I'd be every step I'd be I'd be electrocuted. It, <laughs> it would just I don't know, the image of being zapped every few seconds every time you think of food. Yeah. Sort of, oh <laughs> uh, boy! You know the question that I have is: I wonder if there's a kind of a reward feeling that you know people get when they, you know, get hungry or go after food or whatever, and if that's shared by any other thing. You know what? What if it's shared by uh, a hug or a, a kiss from a loved one or right. some other? otherwise mundane thing that you might do and then you know you'd be like constantly frying your brain uh anyway i uh, told uh, told you earlier in the week about a story that was in the news it was a study about how wealthy uh the walmart family is and how the walton family makes x number of millions of dollars a day and 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 then they and in the story, they had the hubris to point out that they've got some uh, employees who are making like $12 an hour or some, you know, $11 an hour. And they're obviously making a, they're not coming out and saying, see, this is so unfair. But they're hinting at it in a way that you can't miss it. The message is, these people could share the wealth. They don't have to take that much money. They could give it to the little people, um, and I and I talked about it at great length and the, and uh, how absolutely ignorant it is. Ben Shapiro came up with a great response uh, to Elizabeth Warren, who was talking about this, and and uh, it's worth sharing. Uh, Elizabeth Warren says Walmart heirs make four million dollars an hour. A new Walmart associate makes eleven dollars an hour. My two-cent wealth tax on family li families like the Waltons would help level the playing field for working families and rebuild the middle class. Uh, ben Shapiro came back with a really good response. Uh, my hat's off to him on this one. 
Walmart employs 2.2 million associates around the world. One and a half million people in the United States alone. About 75% of the store managers... Uh, management team started as hourly associates and earned between fifty and one hundred and seventy thousand dollars a year, similar to what firefighters, accountants, and even doctors make. Last year, Walmart promoted about two hundred thousand people to jobs with more responsibility and higher pay. So Ben Shapiro's response to this uh, stupid uh, post uh, by uh, Squaw Warren. Um, the Walmart heirs make $4 million an hour. New Walmart associate uh, makes $11 an hour. When the Walmart associate starts making, uh, creating two, uh, 2.2 million jobs, you know, essentially that's when we'll, we'll talk. Let me know when the new Walmart associate employs 2.2 million people. Because that's when their pay will go up. Good point. Uh, and, and frankly, something that people just don't seem, at least on the left, able to learn your pays based on your skill set. If you're doing something that everybody in the world can do, you don't get a lot of money for it. It is the uh, it's the law of supply and demand. Everybody, uh, whether it's uh, uh, the the head of the Walton family or any member of the family, all the way down to uh, to my uh, cousin's little little girl knows how to sweep a floor everybody knows how to sweep a floor so if that's all you have the skill to do you're up against a million other people who want the same job with all those choices you don't get to select your pay the guy hiring the floor sweeper does but if you're the only one who knows how to launch a a a spaceship to mars and people want to go to Mars, you're going to get paid a lot of money. It's not a matter of leveling the playing field. It's a matter of increasing the job skills. Something the Democrats just don't understand. And somehow they have conflated uh, your capacity or your, uh, your government's capacity to enable you to find happiness with a demand that they find you happiness. No, no, no. That's something you have to do. Uh, 874-9390-800-529-5572. That gets you into the study, into the study, into the studio. And I want to talk about getting away from computers, cell phones, Wolf, you know, uh, iPads, laptops, smartphones. Do you think you could do it today? Do you think it's a problem today? We'll chat about that. How much time do I have? I got 30 seconds? About 30 seconds. All right, I can't go to the phones yet. But I will. I will go to the phones as soon as I get uh, finished getting the news to you. Right here on 93.9 Eagle. Want to get me on Facebook? It's the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, otherwise, uh, you can uh, just pick up the phone and call me, 800-529-5572 or 874-9390. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network.
This is the Gary Nolan Show. It is uh, 35 minutes after the hour. <laughs> Glad to be with you. Uh, I was just looking at uh, this uh, Angie's List review for Hodges Roofing and Siding. Hodges Construction. It's uh, customer rating A. Customer reviews 11. Let's see. I'm, I'm going to cold read this. I just glanced at this. We were very impressed with Greg from the start to finish. He explained the contract and what he would specifically do. We felt very comfortable with him. After much rain in our area, his crew arrived 8 a.m. and began working. They had the entire job done in one full day. They laid out tarps and protected our yard and plants. They did an awesome cleanup and cleaned out our gutters when they were done. It was spotless from top to finish. Our neighbors have been over to, com uh, to compliment our new roof. We would use him again for other projects on our property. Uh, this is a review uh, on vinyl siding. Thank you very much, Greg. We appreciate the work that you performed knowing we were out of state uh, and the trust uh, that we put uh, in you came through. I will for sure recommend you and use you in the future. If anything else should come up uh, in your area, smiley face. Uh, barn roof repair and replacement, excellent. I'd use Greg again in a heartbeat. Completely professional and a beautiful job. You gotta, you gotta think ahead. Winter's coming, fall rain. Get the roof checked now. Call Hodges and have Greg come out there. I know Greg personally. He's been out to my house, uh, and he's been out. He went out to a friend of mine's house, gave him an estimate on a job, and just beat the snot out of the price that he'd already gotten. And he does terrific work. He really goes over and above. I, I the more I see about Greg Hodges and the work that Hodges Roofing does, the more secure I am in recommending him. And I am recommending him. He is that good. Look him up. Greg Hodges. Hodges Construction. It is... Um, it, I'm telling you, you, you want a guy like this to do the job. You want a guy that you can trust, that you can go on vacation and say, do this, and when you come back, it's done and done right. That is good, good review. Uh, all right, let me go to the phones here on uh, Walmart. Trisha is on the line. Trisha, welcome. How are you? I am well today, and yourself? I, too, am well. What can I do for you? Well, I think what uh, Squaw Warren needs to do is figure out her yearly salary and then figure out how many days she is actually doing the work she is elected to do, like how many days there in Congress might get it, and then divide her salary by the days actually work to see how much that is and look at how much she pays her housekeepers, her lawn service, you know, people like that. Yeah, she, you know, it, 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 as far as I'm concerned, uh, she works too much. I, I would much prefer she work one day a year and stay the hell out of the U.S. Senate. I'm particularly terrified of the thought that she could end up in the White House. Oh. I mean, that yeah. is just an ugly, ugly thought. Uh, but she doesn't understand the laws of supply and demand. She doesn't, doesn't understand that labor is just like any other product that goes into the manufacture of a bigger product. Um, it, it's, it's just it's one of the elements. It's 
you know, you you build a car and you got to buy rubber and plastic and aluminum and steel and uh, all these things and labor in order to create the car. And she doesn't understand that it's just a product. No. And I'm wondering, too, these democratic socialists, which one of them are, are they going to start sharing their wealth around? I mean, are they going to, you know, distribute? Oh, Bernie Sanders. Well, I, I pay my taxes. Yeah. I wrote a great uh -huh. book, and I made a lot of money, and I pay my taxes. And that's, yeah. So, sure he does. Yeah. I'd like to see how many of our, uh, how many of those people are actually paid their taxes, paid them on time, and... Well, I, my thought is, if they think they got too big a tax break from the Trump tax cuts, uh, yeah, are they sending in a check? <laughs> yeah, are they sending in an extra check? No. No, no. No, you got to put a gun to my head and force me to do it, otherwise I won't do it. That's what they're saying. Phonies. Just a bunch of phonies. Yes. phonies. Well, that just proves what my grandmother said years ago. Never underestimate the power of stupid people in large numbers. Boy, you're not kidding. That is a great quote. I'll remember that one. Trisha, thank you. You're welcome. All right. Bye. Glad to have you in the carry knowledge. I may even use that again. I may steal it. And, and not even credit her grandmother, because I don't know her I think grandmother. you just did, yeah. Yeah, I think I will. Les, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Hey, Gary. You were saying the Pocahontas doesn't understand this, doesn't understand that, the supply, the demand, the, the overhead. Yes, she does. She's just making a statement for an impact. Impact. Walmart is making millions and millions. All the airs are making millions, and, and the guy on the floor is making $11 an hour. Baloney. She is taking the text out of context. I would, I'll give you an example. This rag here we got in town that had a large article commentary from a Los Angeles paper on the women's soccer players not making as much as the men, and the women athletes should be making exactly the same amount, and they said nothing, nothing about the economics where the soccer player men are making it billions and billions for that industry, and the women can't even... Uh, even have form a profit, a profit. There is so much overhead in the Walmart organization. There's so many moving parts. These heirs are not making millions and millions of dollars because they are paying out, paying out no, no, a no, lot no, no. of money. No, they are. They are making millions of dollars. This is what yeah. they're they're paying. But that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It uh, is. Sure, they've got. Um, uh, Two two plus million people employed. That's a lot of stores and a lot of products being moved. And when you think about it, them. huh? More power to them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, really, we ought to think about this. I, I'm going to talk about it right now, just because you made me think of it. Thank you, Les. Glad to have Thank you in the Gary Nolan show. <clears throat> just to to take that uh, that argument about they they hire 2.2 million people, but they're responsible. <clears throat> I would argue. For hundreds of millions of jobs. Walmart is responsible for creating hundreds of millions of jobs. They have 2.2 million employees who are selling everything from pencils to steak. And everybody who is who manufactured that pencil is employed because Walmart is selling their pencils. They got a job providing the pencils to Walmart to sell. So... They're creating those jobs. And if you've ever read iPencil, 
you realize that the the guys in the woods who are cutting down the trees that go on the wood to make the pencil are employed because they're making the pencils that Walmart's selling. You see what I'm saying? If you're buying a dress, everybody from the farm that grew the cotton to the people who weaved it, to the people who made the dress, to the people who, you know, the salespeople that sell it, all got a job because the Walmart family is responsible for buying all those products. So, are they worth millions of dollars? <clears throat> are they worth billions of dollars? Yeah. Because they're making all those job opportunities all the way down the line. There's, for some reason, and I don't know why it is, the left doesn't seem to be able to grasp this. They don't see the benefits of the free market. They don't, they don't realize the ripple effect all the way down. You know, and it, it goes even beyond what I just said. You know, we talked about the pencil and, and the old eye pencil thing. You should look it up if you've never read it. But the, the guys in the woods who are cutting down the trees, they're using chainsaws. Who made the chainsaws? Well, those people are making a living because the guy in the woods needs the chainsaw to make the the tree, uh, you know, the, the, the wood for the pencil. We shouldn't be punishing success. We should be rewarding it. We should be thanking the Walmart family, the, the Waltons, for continuing to be as successful as they are. To the Walton family, thank you. You're responsible for creating and maintaining hundreds of millions of jobs around the globe. What is it, what, you know, what an attribute uh, for any community to have them in it. What an asset to have in this country. Instead, we look at them like they're some kind of evil group of, you know, uh, slave drivers. And they're not. You know, if they hire you to come in and push the shopping carts back into their uh, into their uh, uh, building, you're worth eleven bucks an hour at best. Uh, this constantly painting them as evil really does get old for me. Study reveals <clears throat> the emotional journey of a digital detox while traveling. Got some questions for you about that next on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. 51 minutes after the hour. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Brian found a, a video version of the iPencil story, which uh, is well worth the read. Just look up iPencil. But one of the things that uh, this guy says when he's narrating the uh, iPencil video uh, really struck a, a chord for me. Uh, because he talks about the improbability of it all. What it takes just to come up with a simple pencil that nobody could put it together in their own mind nobody could it's so, so complex it's such a simple device and yet you know the, the complexities of making it as i explained before somebody's got to make the chainsaw to cut down the wood to bring to the and then somebody's got to go out and get the the graphite and the the rubber has to be made and the and it all has to come together and then it has to get sold uh, to a place like Walmart. Uh, and, and the reason I think this is so important is because a lot of times people will ask me, and, and I've had this happen a million times, you know, here's a problem, Gary. 
how are we going to solve it if the government doesn't come up with some, you know, maybe the government's not adequate, maybe they're not perfect, maybe they make a lot, but, but somebody's got to do something. And I said, no, no, you don't. You don't have to do anything. The marketplace will solve these problems. And, and, they, and I, it, it's hard to explain how the marketplace does this, but they do. It's, and it's every bit as complex. And, 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 and frankly, it's impossible to put together in your own mind how. But with 300 million people, they're putting it together without the government help. And, and what I mean by this is when somebody says, well, um, we need the government to make sure that, uh, that uh, the, the food is safe. Or we need the government to make sure that people get health care. And I say, no, you don't. Because people will come up with ways on their own if you just leave them alone. They'll, they'll solve these problems. And you think, well, it's too complex. It is too complex for any one person, which is why bureaucrats always fail. But it's not too complex for 300 million minds, many of which are working on different aspects of that problem, and it all comes together. Somebody says, well, hey, I've got an idea for a device that will do something. And somebody says, uh, I make the products that could make that device work. And they all put it together. It's just Hard to explain and, and, and beautiful. It's like a work of art. Look it up. I pencil. Uh, and it is a, an example of the free market and how all of those different people from different aspects uh, of life come together to make just a simple pencil. Elizabeth Warren is, frankly, not just an idiot. She is the idiot's idiot. And she's, she's going to convince people to vote for her. Unbelievable. There's a new study out that reveals the emotional journey of a digital detox while traveling. New research, uh, new research reveals the emotional journey that tourists go on when they disconnect from technology and social media while traveling. Uh, this is from the uh, University of East Anglia, University of Greenwich, uh, Auckland University of Technology. They investigated how engaging in a digital free uh, uh, period where you're, you know, for instance, traveling around, how it impacted the travelers. Could you go digitally free, no computer, no smartphone, no iPad, just, you know, a, a paper map and in uh, your car? Could you do that for uh, a week or two? I honestly don't think I could do that. Brian, have you ever thought about I mean, could When you were traveling with your son from California, how much did you rely on your phone? Completely. Yeah, I mean, you got the Garmin, so you use it. Absolutely. But, you know, I remember those paper map days. Oh, do I remember, <laughs> you know, going down the road trying to read exactly where you were. Yeah, it was difficult. It was challenging. You know, the most challenging part of that was was refolding the paper map. Yes. And getting it back into a, right. a position where it would fit back in the glove box. And whose car didn't have two or three different maps? I know. You'd have one for the city you're in, maybe one for the state you're in if you were taking a trip somewhere. Yeah, if you're going to Yellowstone or something, you'd have to have multiple maps. Do you remember going to AAA and yes. getting what they called a triptych? Uh -huh. Yep. And it was a... a, a like a spiral notebook, and you'd flip the pages to tell you where you were at. And right. 
Yeah. Where you were supposed to be. It's and, amazing how things have changed. And they yeah. call those the good old days. Yeah. Well, in the future, you know, you're just going to plug it into your car's computer and it's going to take you there. And you won't need to do anything. You're yeah. just a passenger. It's possible that may happen, but I, I have I have my doubts. I have my doubts. There is... I remember when I was a kid, my... my uh, Cousins lived in a place called Salem, Ohio. It's about 60 miles east of Cleveland. And on holidays, the whole family, I mean, my uh, all my cousins, uh, we would all get in the car and we would drive there. And I can remember when my parents had to stop at a gas station to call the, the, uh, the tavern to see if it was open and everything was okay. You would search for the, you know, there's a phone booth over here. Now... What's a phone booth? Yeah. They're taking phone booths down. You drive down the road and you make a phone call at 80 miles an hour. If you're in, in a different state than Missouri, nobody in Missouri drives 80 miles an hour. No, no, they don't do no. that here. But you could uh, make a phone call. Technology is amazing. Could I unplug? I can honestly tell you, Brian, I could not unplug. Oh, I couldn't a minute if I didn't have this job. Yeah, well, this job means you have yeah. to be aware yeah. of what's going on. But even then, you'd still use your cell phone, wouldn't you? I don't use it that often. Only for phone calls, just quick, you know, messages as to, hey, can you pick up the kid tonight or whatever. You never check the weather? No, no, I'll do that on a desktop computer, but not on the phone. Not that vital to me. You know, I get a weather alert on the phone and say, oh, there's a tornado watch. That's kind of cool, but, you know, I'm not dependent on it. Yeah, I I might have a bit of a problem with it. Um, it's not like I'm saying I'm addicted to it, but if, I, if I'm uh, traveling somewhere and I want to know what the weather is ahead, I go to the smartphone. Yeah, it's certainly convenient. Yeah, and and I, and I think I'm a news junkie anyway. So I'm pretty sure I'd be checking the news on a regular basis. I don't think I could disconnect. I don't think most Americans could. And I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think it's, uh, you know, some sign of society degenerating. I just think that it's made life very convenient for us to do the things that we very often wanted to do but couldn't because we were on the road or whatever. Um, all right, listen. Glenn Beck is coming up next. We got Sean Hannity. Uh, and then Michael Savage is going to be on board. And tomorrow morning, wake up Columbia with Brandon Rathert and the crew. You can't go wrong. Fast, exciting, entertaining, and informative. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day, Carpe Diem. Gwen, baby, honey, I'm coming home.